we accept the love that we think we deserve. I think I find it so often with friends or family or even when I'm coaching where, you know, we have all the time opportunities that are literally staring us in the face and we could reach out and grab, but we don't feel like we're worthy of them. So we don't. I think about this a lot now too with going through a transition and I think it's something probably everyone should hear. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey, Aaron Gendel here. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. It means so, so much to me. And maybe you've been thinking about writing a book of your own. And if so, do not wait. The world is hurting and needs your help. It needs your book. I would love to help you on your journey to write your book. So simply email me at Aaron at dailyauthors.com and I'd love to hear about your book idea. Now enjoy the show. All right. Thank you so much, Alex Carmelli, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. So excited today to talk to you about your book, Teach Your Ducklings to Fly a guide for accomplished professionals on coaching beginners. Thanks again, Alex, for joining me on the show. Super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we dive into your book, Alex, if you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit more uh, about yourself and your work and what you've got going on right now. Yeah, sure, Aaron. So obviously, I'm the author of Teach Your Ducklings to Fly, soon to be author of my second book, Stand in Fear, coming out in April. Oh, congrats. Uh, Thank you. I am a culture coach who helps new leaders find their authentic leadership differential. So essentially, I help them build teams that show up for more than a paycheck, that show up for something bigger than themselves so that you know you can finally feel comfortable leaving your business in good hands and also making more money. So those are the author and coach, two big things I do. Awesome. Good stuff. Love that. Well, let's dive into your book and just... Could you just tell us a little bit more maybe about the title and like what really inspired you to write your book? Yeah. So the ducklings, actually, every client or employee or person I coach, I would call a duckling. And I think it really says a lot about a new learner's fragile state. And, you know, it, it's kind of catchy as well. So it started spreading where every coach that I was working with was calling their learners ducklings. <laughs> I was like, oh, perfect. That should be the title. The Teacher Ducklings book was inspired from me coaching a team of 15 coaches, working with 10 to 15 personal training clients that I was coaching, overseeing four to five different gyms where I was managing and coaching their managers. And so the biggest thing I learned from that was, you know, really leaders are made, not born. And this is my journey as a leader and as a coach and also really concrete leadership strategies for people who don't identify as leaders yet, but want to start identifying as a leader. So that's, you know, the, the first piece. And the second is writing a book really helps you establish yourself as an authority. So I quit my job and I didn't want to just be someone who was starting a business. I wanted to be an author who's an established authority in the space that's already really crowded. So I actually ended up writing and publishing this book in under a month because I wanted to make sure that I stood out very quickly. Awesome. Yeah, that's an incredible way to do it. Love that. Well, let's 
talk a bit more, maybe we can dive a little deeper into your book and really interested in these leadership qualities you've picked up along the way in your experience and maybe those that you teach your, your ducklings. I wondered if you uh, could share any of those with the listeners today. Yeah, I would say the, the biggest thing, and I think the surprises people the most is before you can do any work on the teams, the biggest thing is, I, I think I mentioned this before, finding your authentic like leadership differential. So really understanding on a deeper level what separates you, what has made you the person you are today. Because too often I think we try to conform to you know what we think is the right thing. So we have this idea of like the strict boss who you have to show up on time and you can't share anything personal and you have to be a certain way. And when we start to figure out why you've been successful, why are you the way you are, then you can start building a purpose-driven team, a purpose-driven business. But I think too often we tend to start from the team and hope things work out. And I'm suggesting we start from the leader and fix you. And that has a very, very positive ripple effect onto everyone else around you. So that's the biggest thing I would say. Yeah, I love that. And I've been part of teams and leading, leading teams. And I definitely believe that just kind of leading by example almost, right? And yeah, you got to figure out how to be that positive influence on the people around you, essentially. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, leading by example. And I think taking it a step further where understanding really what it is, what you do. So too often when I would go in and ask, you know, what do you do well? What are you struggling with? How people describe what they did well is, you know, I just work really hard. (laughs) Okay, like, right, you do. But what else are you doing? Like, what steps, what do you do outside of here? Like, who are you working with? Who do you listen to? What have you done in the past? And too often leaders cannot verbalize why they are successful, which tells me they don't really understand why they're successful. And it's not because, you know, they don't want to. It's, you know, no one challenges them to do that or they're so busy that like who has time to do that? Yeah. They don't maybe understand how they got there and then how to repeat that maybe and improve upon it in the future. Yeah. Awesome. Are there any other, uh, I guess, any other suggestions or any other things that you've seen that's helped leaders become better leaders? Yeah, I think it's like we talked about, one, understanding themselves. And then the second piece is understanding who you're talking to. Okay. Too often, I think, just like when we write books, like we want to have someone specific in mind that we're writing to, like you don't want to call everyone because then you're really talking to no one. You know, when you share information and when you teach and you're developing your team and your employees or your clients, you want to share for that one person in mind. So I know for me, what I used to do is I would get so, so excited. The fact that I was even able to be a teacher and a share that I would dump enormous amounts of information on people and crickets, like no one cared. (laughs) Got the information. I was like, okay, this isn't working. So even though you're trying to help, you're not really being as helpful as you think you are if you're not thinking about who's receiving. Love it. Awesome, Alex. Well, thank you so much for sharing about sharing your book with us. I wondered if you might be able to really sum it up so that the listeners and and the readers who pick up your book might be able to understand what you were trying to get across. And if you could boil it down to one thing, what would you say that would be? One, it's that even when you're teaching ducklings, you're still a duckling that you're someone who's as a leader needs to be always learning and growing and improving. And that's the biggest thing, because if, if that's not you, you're never going to have a team that wants to grow and 
drive and make you more money. It's just going to be a very stale, unpleasant environment. Wonderful. Love that. Well said. Well, let's talk a bit more about you. I'm always curious to know more about the authors on the show, Alex, and wondered if you might just let us in on your life and what's really shaped you to be who you are today. Are there any big influences or events in your life that that stand out that you might want to share with us today? Yeah. The biggest thing that I think has changed the trajectory of my life recently, um, I joined a group coaching program for book writing. So this was back in September. That was supposed to be like a six-month group program. And I think why it was so impactful was it changed, even though it was online, it changed who I surrounded myself with. And I realized for a really long time, for like the last five years, I've been in this bubble of the same people and the same thoughts and the same things. And this allowed me to really break out of it and start to realize that I really wasn't growing the way I should have been growing, which again, (laughs) helped me write this uh, teacher ducklings to fly book. But that's been a really big part of you know, why I quit my job two months ago and why I decided to write these two books and why I'm so passionate about, you know, helping leaders become the leaders they're supposed to be and build really amazing teams is I think that choice to, you know, show up somewhere that I wasn't comfortable really helped change me. Wonderful. Yeah, that's pretty cool to to hear you say that because as they say, I guess the people you surround yourself by really are a reflection of who you'll end up becoming or who you are, right? Those average, those five people that you end up hanging around the most. At least that's what I've heard. I think it's found it to be true in my own life. So um, definitely surrounding yourself with uh, those people that are um, who you want to be like is a big deal. Yeah, so true. All right. Well, I wonder if you might share some of your favorite books on the show. Obviously, we love books on this podcast and wondered if there are any that have really helped you. Uh, I know you've talked about writing a couple, which is amazing. And congrats again on it. I just wondered if you might share any of those that have really shaped you. Yeah. So I I think like most of us, I'm like plagued by distraction. One of the best books I read, I think last year was Indistractable by Nir Eyal. So that really helped me. You know, like I've heard a lot of things about like what you're supposed to do to help with distraction, like go on a cleanse or you know, do all these crazy things. And, you know, he's not telling you to do anything crazy. He's demystifying the science behind distraction and then giving you really actionable steps. Hmm. I'm definitely the type that likes to understand and then have the practical steps given. So he does, he does a great job of that. I would highly recommend that book for anyone who's dealing with distraction, which I think is probably all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty distracting world we live in. So that's pretty relevant. Well, thank you for sharing it. <laughs> Uh, What about a favorite quote? Anything that inspires you often, Alex? Uh, Yeah, I love this question. I think the book Perks of Being Welfare, that's another favorite. But he says in the book, we accept the love that we think we deserve. I think I find it so often with friends or family or even when I'm coaching where, you know, we have all the time opportunities that are literally staring us in 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 the face and We could reach out and grab, but we don't feel like we're worthy of them, so we don't. You know, I I think about this a lot now, too, with going through a transition, and I think it's something probably everyone should hear. Yeah, I love that quote. Thank you for sharing it. Well, just talking a bit more about the book writing process, I wondered if you might share some more of your experiences. Obviously, you talked about group coaching. that, That really helped. Are there any other things that you feel like you learned in maybe the group coaching setting, uh, other things that might help others who are aspiring to, to write a book that uh, those tips and tricks you might have picked up along the way? Yeah. 
So I actually wrote a blog post on this. If you go to alexandracarmelli.com forward slash five lessons. So these are like the five big lessons, the five big things that I was, I thought I needed to write a book that I didn't actually need. So I'll just share just like one or two of them. Probably the biggest one that I thought and I hear all the time is that I needed to have some sort of answer to write a book or some sort of solution for people. And the biggest thing I took away from the process is as you write the book, you teach yourself and you start to uncover the answers that you need. And I think going into it, I always assumed I need to have everything figured out. I need to have everything done. I've got to have all my ducks in a row. And it's really not the truth. And the closer you are to the content and the more you struggle with it, the easier it is for your reader to be like, oh, like that's me. That's exactly how I'm thinking and feeling. It's, it's really an advantage to have that. So that's, that's I think, the big thing is uh, – not feeling like you need to have all the answers or to be an, an expert. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. The feeling like you said that expert feeling and it's so open-ended even, right? What that word might mean. And um, yeah, that could be a big blocker to people even starting as I've seen at least with uh, people I've talked to. Any yeah. other uh, other tips that you, from the, the post that you'd like to share or? Yeah, I would say, and maybe this this is the other big one that was really like an aha moment for me is one thing my coach kept saying over and over again was to not edit yourself out of the story. I know I have a tendency to give more of the how-to and the process and the system and people need the practical steps. But when you don't talk about you and you don't humanize yourself, it's almost like you've told half of the story and people are sitting there left wondering, you know, where did all this come from? Mm -hmm. And you're product of your expertise. And it, it feels like almost like there's this big gaping hole in the story. And it was really, really hard for me to feel like it was okay to write about myself. I'm someone who's a little bit more introverted and shy. I don't, I don't really like taking the spotlight. Hmm. So for me to feel like I had to go and write about myself, like why would anyone care about hearing about my life? Why would anyone care about what I'm doing? But really, like you're missing a huge chunk of your story if you don't include any of why you do what you do or where you came from. And it's, it's confusing to people, I think. Yeah, great tip. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, people do want to know more about, about you, right? And, and I think those stories are a lot of times how we have conversations in general. So if you can tell some, some of those stories about your life, that it, it probably would make the book more interesting. All right. Well, I wondered if you might share now that you've got your book out there, you've got another one in the works. What do you feel has been the very best part about being an author for you, Alex? I think it's opened up a lot of opportunities for me. I treated writing this book as if it was a separate business. So it's afforded me a lot of opportunities to either get on podcasts or start getting more speaking engagements or building more trust with clients that, you know, I, I might've had to work harder for before. So I think that's one of the biggest things is, you know, it's really opened up a lot of doors for me throughout the process. And, you know, if, if anyone's listening, thinking about they're not sure, like I would, I think everyone should write a book. I'm a hundred percent on that train. <laughs> Love it. I'm, I'm right there with you, Alex. <laughs> Awesome. All right. 
Well, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. So if there's absolutely anything else you'd like to share, anything at all, go for it. And also just make sure the listeners know where to connect with you online. Yeah, I think you did a really good job covering everything. You can find me on my website at alexandracarmelli.com. I'm on Instagram at alexcarmelli. And those are, I think those are the big two ways to connect with me. And if you want to read the the post, the five big lessons, it's again, alexandracarmelli.com forward slash five lessons. That's really been a, that was a big reflection for me that hopefully will help you as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Really appreciate you being on the show and just for spending your time and all the best in your books and your coaching and uh, all the amazing things I know you'll continue to do in the future. Thanks, Sarah. It was such a great pleasure to be here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. 